0: I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst.
1: I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist.
0: And welcome to Apple Talk, where we discuss how technology meets psychology and how Apple and related companies are increasingly affecting our culture and our very lives. How are you doing, Georgia?
1: I'm good. How are you, Renee?
0: I am good. I am tired. It has been, we had Tech and then Techtober, and then Tech Vember, and it's just.
1: Wasn't it Covember?
0: No. Tech Why? Oh, mm. <laughs> Mm. No, just so much stuff, like one after another, you know, like Apple Watch and iPads, HomePod mini and iPhone, Mac. It was just one thing after another.
1: It was a lot of stuff.
0: So I was curious because you've been using an iPhone 12 Pro Max for how long would you say now?
1: Uh, I've been using it for a week and a half. A week and a half? I think about a week and a half.
0: Yeah. And is it? They've it, it, it kept getting bigger and bigger, and that's good because they're more useful and more useful. But also, it's a lot of iPhone.
1: It's a lot of iPhone, but and I have really tiny hands, um, so like it's kind of like it does use up my entire hand space <laughs> to be able to hold it. But you but, can't hold it. But I can hold okay. it, and I actually find though I like the feel of the round edges better.
0: Yeah.
1: The flat edges just stick better. I have I have dropped it. I'm not going to lie. I've dropped it now significantly. Oh. Twice. Oh, wow. Both times, for some reason, it always ends. like the jelly. If you have jelly on bread, it's always going to end. So the ceramic shield has been down. earning its money. Twice now. Okay. And the last time it was on ceramic, it was actually oh. yesterday, and it landed flat. Like, remember oh. when I did that test, Renee? We did these tests, yeah. these case tests, and there was one that was supposed to be like nano. Like, yeah, it
0: was a kinetic kinetic deflector or yeah, something. Yeah, which is
1: supposed to be like shatterproof on yeah. your phone. So, of course. And you were just like, Whee! Threw it up in yeah. the air, f- landed flat. The Shattered. company... Shattered. It picked it up and, sh- like you see my face, it shattered yeah. into a hundred thousand pieces. Yeah. The company were like just forlorn. Yeah. Their heart broke that they I didn't had try done to that. hire
0: you as a QA tester though.
1: They- well, okay. The funniest part about that story is that at CES, I went to CES that year okay. after it broke. They actually offered to pay for a new phone for me. They felt really bad. I'm like, I can't, I can't take yeah. another phone. But thank you. I had Apple Care. Thank God. And uh, I went to see them, and they actually shattered. They went. Oh, no, oh, and they were you. doing hammer tests, like mm. hammer on the, like, yeah. uh, the the fluid, the Neo, whatever, fluid. Yeah. and
0: non-Newtonian.
1: Non-Newtonian fluid, yeah. so that when you hit it, it becomes more firm. And they yeah. were like, oh, my God, have you come here to attack us? <laughs> I'm like, no, oh, it's God. all okay. So I did that. It landed completely flat. Um, this case, uh, this is the leather case, yes. which is actually kind of hard to get off, but it's it's pretty much mostly magnetic. It has a little bit of a lip that goes over mm-hmm. the edge. And to protect
0: it, it from people like you?
1: It did not, not only did it not shatter, but I don't have yet any scratches on it.
0: Oh, I scratched mine immediately.
1: I know, but you, I think you put it in the pocket with your your keys all no, the time. No,
0: what I do is I do the camera. I get to the ta- camera. It's, it's perfectly fine. I get to the camera test portion of the video, that right? my review, and then I have so many phones I'm juggling that yes. the camera yeah. module on one phone inevitably scratches another because And I try to be careful, still but sticks
1: out. And it's and, also a
0: sapphire, and well, sapphire can we, scratches glass.
1: Add one more piece yes. to that, because like there's a little tiny. They have now a little extra camera protector to, to yeah. go over the lip. You have all of your phones with no case pretty but naked
0: the way that the you way like that nature phones. and johnny i've intended
1: they're beautiful but they they're gonna scratch there's and an increased looks, chance that they're gonna scratch this
0: looks like a much smaller phone than yours
1: it is a it's not and not only does it look like a much smaller phone it is a much smaller phone
0: like i said in my review this could kill your phone cut it open and then use it for heat like a tauntaun <sighs>
1: But the problem would be that your phone wouldn't be able to kill my phone.
0: Oh well, if it had a lightsaber, it could.
1: Yeah, maybe if it had a lightsaber and I. But this is like,
0: like I don't know. It's like it's not quite as. It's just.
1: It's it's much smaller.
0: It's so small, but it's so cute.
1: It is. It is. It's a
0: baby Yoda phone.
1: Yeah. So. Yours is I'm, a Wookie phone. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I like the battery power. It's not power. too big. It's very responsive. No. No. Like I will get one of the little, you know, the little hand bands or the little pop up things to go onto the back of the phone to hold pop it. Pop socket. A
0: pop rock socket. Yes. Can't uh. top it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll do that before. And what about I the? Ca- what, do you, what
0: do you think of the different telephoto camera? It's now 65 millimeter instead of 52 millimeter, so you're real close.
1: Um. So it's good. hmm It's good. I like using it. Sounds I've used like it. Heavily... Well, like I use it, and it's it's much better it's much closer and I usually use it for like reading like the small print on something <laughs> that I can't see that's what I use that for the most there's an
0: accessibility feature for that called magnifier
1: I know I know I used to use it but then I have to triple click and then suddenly I'm magnifying things I don't want to have magnified fair <laughs> I I just right. open no. I don't that, no
0: accessibility shame you
1: but would that be faster than me just turning on the camera app
0: no so Maybe. Then, I don't know you well.
1: see then Steve, if we you know
0: if you were there, let us know. Yeah. Let I don't us know. know.
1: I don't know. It's not gonna be better for me. So I, I use it for that, but that's I haven't been taking photos with it yet.
0: Now the other lot. thing you've been testing is the MagSafe Duo. I tried it for a little while, and I asked you to try it for a little while so that we would have different perspectives on how it worked. What do you think so far?
1: So I like it. It's really cute. It's light. I like that it it folds so you can fold it, so one side is for your watch and one side is for your phone. Um, I do find two things. I find one is that because it's so light, when I try to take my phone yeah. off of it, I cannot one-handed remove no. yet my phone The from magnet it, is
0: stronger than gravity.
1: Exactly, so I can't pop it off, whereas before I could one-handed unplug yeah. my phone. Two, trying to plug my phone in the dark. So usually I'm still using my phone when my husband sleeps, is, becomes a nuisance. I need two hands. I have to fumble. I'm like, which side is it?
0: Oh, because before it was tactile and you could feel where the lightning. Plug exactly.
1: Went? I could okay. just kind of feel it. I could grab it. I could feel it. I could place it in and then I could just one handed pop it off and then I was good to go. But here it's sitting on the ground and I'm like, I'm like trying to do this. Like I'm just moving it around <laughs> and of trying wait for to, to wait to okay. feel something. And I'm like, is that enough magnet to be in? Like it magnifies on the watch part and then it, f- Then I suddenly feel it. And then the other thing is that I'm often charging my phone because it's the end of the day and I've wasted my phone already in the middle of the night. So I'm reading and...
0: You have the thing on it?
1: I have this on it (laughs) so it doesn't die and so it's flapping. And so I end up with this little wing thing that's either flapping out and bothering me because I can't hold the phone properly or then I do it on the other side and now this hand is being bothered and now I've taken to... But then I can't use my watch, so I use my old charger for the watch, and then there's the wire hanging out of the side, and it's kind of heavy now.
0: So, so is the original MagSafe, the single MagSafe, better for that for you?
1: I don't know. It might okay. be because, okay. because I use it mostly at night. Okay. And so I don't know if other people, if it was day use, I don't think that it would be that much of a problem. Because it's night use, yeah, it doesn't work as efficiently as I would hope to that. What, is your, what are your thoughts of it? I right? just think
0: it's expensive. Like it's expensive for what it is and it doesn't come with the 20 watt charger. You have to buy that separately so then Sorry, it's wait, even more expensive. What? Yeah. Sorry,
1: what? It doesn't the charger come... doesn't
0: come with the charger like the other MagSafe. Which means like, it's only 20 bucks but like once you're paying for an expensive charger only 20 bucks is like, why? So how much is, is it? I forget, it's over a hundred bucks though, I think. Canadian prices confuse me It's
1: over $100 and then you have to spend $20 yeah. more So people are coming home well, with if you this hap- probably if you, if you happen- Does it come with the cord or do you have to buy the cord no, separately the cord. as well? Okay. But if someone
0: has stolen several of your 20 watt chargers
1: Who would do that?
0: You know, then they are fine They are obviously fine But you have to pony up for more 20 watt chargers
1: <laughs> I didn't steal the one that I was going to it Because it was 18 watt
0: You discovered it was an 18, an old broken yeah. yeah.
1: I've now found another one Old broken I See it on the couch
0: all right. So as much as fun, sorry, as much fun as that is, that is not our topic for today. Our topic, our first topic, our Apple topic, is Apple cutting the revenue sharing rates for the App Store for developers who earn less than a million, a million dollars or less in one calendar year.
1: Yeah. Did they listen to us? Didn't Didn't you give this entire thing out?
0: Not like this. A this few this one is. Ago. This one is a little more cockamamie than what I, like.
1: Had uh, he said to cut it in half for small app developers, I really yeah. Do but the think way they did.
0: did it is odd. Uh, okay. And John Gruber did the back of the napkin uh, math because it's not like if you earn more than a million dollars, you have to requalify the next year. And if so, you make less, no. But if like so, if you make more, you so if you make under a million dollars, you're fine for the next year. If you make over a million dollars, you're screwed for the next year. So it could behoove some developers who are close to like stop selling their app for a month so that they don't cross the. It's like that old tax thing, you know, like yeah. when you cross the tax bracket, you're kind of screwed at the no, little. No,
1: you, you see, that's... Okay, so can we just do the tax bracket okay. for a second? Because I think a lot of people do myth. believe that. Yes. It's not true. Let's just not do the conspiracy theories right now. All right, now. so this
0: is different though. So because, that's
1: like buckets. Yes. So the tax brackets are like buckets. So it actually behooves you to make the extra 50000 So if you make 250000 that goes like the, the 20000 goes into the $20,000 yes. bucket and you only get taxed at the lowest rate. Then the next... $150,000, $200,000 gets taxed at the next bucket's rate. And then, you know, your whatever is over that gets taxed at the whatever, 40% yes. rate. So this isn't that. This is not that. No. This is you make a million and one dollars. one dollar, yes. Right? One dollar over, you yeah. are now, for the next year, the entire year, you are now going to be taxed, the Apple tax is going to be at 30%. Yes. You make a penny over a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be taxed at a higher <laughs> rate. <laughs> I tap the table. Yes. It's because I tap the table. I get too excited. It's a, it's a force table. with
0: which you tap the table. I just worry because it might shake the microphone at some yeah, point.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you hear tapping, it's me.
0: Yeah, so there are situations where developers might be afraid of um, going over and then not qualifying. That for makes the next sense because yeah. it's
1: it. It's true. They they're not doing the bucket system. Wouldn't the bucket system be better? I'm well, sure there's a real name for it, not so, the bucket system. Uh,
0: yes. Okay. Um, but this gets to the very heart of the matter. So indie developers have always wanted this. They've always wanted where if you don't earn as much, you don't pay as much. Incredibly wealthy developers though have wanted- yeah, the but op- what
1: about the hold wealthy on, developers, on. Renee? What Ho- about them? Ho-
0: the incredibly wealthy developers have wanted it so that the more you earn, the less you pay.
1: Right, because they want to get like, richer. Le- like
0: a tax system.
1: The way that the real no. world works. Yeah.
0: Uh, they want to like, have
1: like an area that they can like siphon off their money and hide it.
0: Yeah, so they well they you know they figured that we've given Apple this much, we should have to right. give them we less as have it goes Cayman
1: up. Islands, Apple.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to be like I don't want to be like hating on the rich or anything, but like everybody tends to want the benefits for themselves and not for other people. That's just like ex-
1: Does everyone want that or just a select? I will, befo- few?
0: I will let you I'll let you run r- rampant on them in a second. But the thing is that this trigger like so you're asking why, and I think. I can't swear that Apple did this intentionally, but if you if you want it to trigger some highly dramatic highly entitled App Store billionaires, I can think of no better way than by saying, "We're going to cut the rate for all the indie developers, but not you." Yes. Not you.
1: Not you. You don't get to. Yes. You have to still pay the rate that you've always been paying. Yes.
0: And again, I'm not, I'm not anti-rich, you know, like if like you, you make some money, that's fine. We can have a whole debate about whether there should even exist billionaires or not. Different topic. But to see the reaction of the indie developers who were, oh my goodness, this is the difference between having enough money for my kid's school or me not having to work two jobs or all of this. And there's sensor tower data, which nobody knows if it's real or not. Sensor tower said that this will benefit 98% of developers, but they only make 5% of the money. And it's the two percent of developers who make the other ninety-five percent of the money on the app right. store, and those are mostly free-to-play games. Like, let's be honest, they're mostly free-to-play they're games. The
1: ones that they're selling off the information that they're siphoning from. No, that's you, a or different thing. Ads or other stuff.
0: It's mostly people uh, who sell like in-game uh, items, like that has oh. zero marginal cost. Like it costs them literally nothing to, to make, make a skin blues, or two. Yeah. To- yeah. Which, I mean, cue Tim Apple. Oh, sorry, not Tim Apple. Tim Epic. Tim, Tim Epic. Sweeney from Tim Epic. Tim Sweeney, yeah. Because his whole squabble with Apple is over revenue share, over selling emotes, which are like little dance moves, and skins for that Fortnite. they
1: haven't made, really. Most of the dance moves, they just... They're Yeah, they're, they're trying to be better, them. but
0: they did steal a lot of dance moves, and there was a lot of litigation. And it's ironic that the company who claims that they're not being respected in terms of their artistic rights is wholesale stealing from right. independent creators.
1: And then saying that they're doing it to protect the consumer, though the consumer isn't paying this fee.
0: Oh, it's terrible all the way down. The judge and Apple both said, let's just put the money in escrow. Let's get Fortnite back on the store. We'll put the money in escrow. And at the end, we'll figure out who did it. And Apple said, okay. Judge said, that sounds great. Epic's like, nope, hard nope." So there's millions of Fortnite people who just can't play the game on iOS. And I'm sure that makes sense. And I have this problem, and I don't mean to make broad sweeping statements, but I have this problem with founder CEOs sometimes where I think their founder ego gets in the way of them being a CEO. And, you and you know, you can say this applies to Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or all of these things, but, you know, they've exhibited over time an ability to make, to make decisions that benefited their customer base, not just themselves, where Tim Epic seems like he likened it. He likened it to fighting the civil rights movement.
1: He really did do that. You would think that that were just saying that he did this But not only did he do this, Renee, but when he was called down, yeah.
0: Yeah, so people called him out on it. And it was interesting to see the reactions because a bunch of people were just like, not a good look, but people who actually had family in the civil rights movement were like, my father or my grandfather was hosed, was beaten, was shot at, uh, was on marches, you know, was persecuted, was prosecuted. And you're gonna liken your battle with Apple over the profits from your skins and your emotes. And he's like, "Well, what I meant was that we're fighting unjust laws, and the best way to fight unjust laws is not to obey them. In that way, it's like the civil rights movement." People are like, "Really, you're doubling down?" He goes, "Yes, I mean what I said. If there is an unjust rule, you can't follow it." And people are like, "Just, just go away."
1: And I still don't understand his debate for why this is unjust
0: because he thinks that Apple shouldn't, it should, he, he doesn't think Apple has any rights to the money that he makes over selling digital goods with marginal marginal to no cost. He thinks that he should be able to keep that profit. The Epic store costs uh, charges 12%, not 30%, not 15%. There is a difference on whether you use the Unreal Engine or not. And they've been accused of incredibly predatory practices when it comes to signing people to exclusive contracts. Mm. Uh, the whole thing just smacks of um, him so here's the thing, There, this Spotify was a, the cohort of unfairness. They have this whole thing, this unfair committee, like Spotify, DHH from Bates Camp, um, uh, Tim Sweeney from Epic, they all believe that the App Store is just criminally unfair, mm-hmm. like morally, ethically unfair. And they all came out strongly against this. But... This to me, I've said this over and over again, these are not the Batman that we want. They're not the heroes. Some developers were like originally saying, yes, they're fighting for us. They're not. They're fighting to make sure there's room on our necks for their boot. They, they don't want to help us up. They don't want to get us up. They don't want to charge us less. They just want and, more money.
1: And that's the thing is that if they really meant that, then they could say that, you know what? We're going to make sure that this savings goes directly to the consumer base. And they're not saying that they don't want that. They're not gonna be charging less for their skins. They do.
0: They did in the initial marketing campaign, but they charged less less than they were not paying. Right, right. So like they didn't, it's like, we're not gonna pay you, we're gonna get paid directly, but we're gonna keep more of it than we would if we were paying you.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, which is how you can tell if someone really means something. Does it affect their pocket? Yeah. If it affects their pocket or they pay the price for it, then you know that someone actually mat- it matters to them enough to to put their money where their mouth is. If they don't, then you should probably question what they're actually doing. If someone says one thing and does something else, question and believe their actions, not their words. Yeah. Words are
0: easy, and I'm not saying like there is not a legitimate argument about the amount of money that Apple or Google. and like Apple keeps saying it's an industry standard and they say it's not it is. Like that's what Google charges what Microsoft charges is what Sony charge 30%. And you could call that a cabal or an oligopoly, but I think there's a legitimate argument, but I feel like they illegitimize it just by becoming involved in it. And I also think it still goes back to the fact that people don't wanna pay for things anymore. That's the larger problem. I think Apple is is nice to reduce it to 15%. I think it helps Mm -hmm. a lot of indie developers, people you and I personally really care about because we have a lot of indie dev friends, but as we've seen in every other industry, like people used to pay a lot for news. We, you and I blogged for years. used to pay a lot, they don't pay anything. People expect it to be free on the web. You used to buy every individual magazine. Now you want a subscription. We used to have to buy every CD. Now we have Netflix. Every single game we
1: used to have to buy and they were vastly expensive.
0: Yeah, and people don't wanna, like they will for console games, but just for digital downloads, people don't wanna pay that much. And this doesn't change the model.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: The reality. So I think it's, again, I think it's really nice, and you can say it doesn't benefit the richest people, but I, I think it benefits I the people who work the hardest. I don't
1: though. I'll just say, I, I don't feel that bad for these million-dollar companies. Billion. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Um, I They're already doing really well. So, like, I think that, you know, after a million dollars, I think that you can afford, again, and that's not a million dollars that's going back into your pocket. Fair. But- I think that you can probably, it's not gonna really hurt you as much as it's gonna hurt a new developer that is out there. Now, is this so that your company has six different apps? Is it a million dollars with all those apps pushed together, Renee? do you know? Or is it per app?
0: So you have to qualify. So one of the fears is that a developer who has six apps, who's close to a million dollars is gonna separate them into six companies. So that each app is yeah, not a million dollars. So I would do. it doesn't work that way. There's a review process where they make sure that it's the my company. My brother's
1: going to own the other two companies.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some attempt to game the system, but yeah. and I'm sure Apple will make some mistakes and charge some developers who shouldn't be charged. Like it'll be a whole bunch of drama. Yeah, my brother way.
1: actually has his own company, and <laughs> still
0: going to be. Yeah. yeah, and you'll be banned or something. Um, yeah. But it's 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 a step, and not to dwell on on the the the. The unfair, the unfairness brigade, but it just strikes me that if they got an exemption, they wouldn't say they would just take it and leave. Like they would not fight for anybody for a second longer than what it took to get them theirs.
1: Yes, they only started fighting when this affected them in the first place. It's not like this has been a plight that they have wanted to deal with when it did not affect them, which is fine and understandable. But this is not them standing on moral high ground.
0: No, and it's painful because then they
1: would be trying to to not sell other people's you know dances and skins they would be trying to give as much back to their community as they could which is fine well they'd be revenue sharing
0: on the dances and skins
1: which would be like wouldn't that be lovely that would be so great people would make even better dances and skins and they would become this economy and people could make money off of it which would be i think it would probably make them more money that's
0: the, the the logical problem with tim epic's argument is that then i like you know ninja should be able to have a store inside fortnite yeah. If, if Fortnite can have a store inside and the App Store. And they
1: could take 30% yeah. or 15.
0: Yeah, yeah, or 12, I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's just like, if you want to have stores within stores, you should have stores within stores. Like, otherwise it's not, Um, it, it's not a, a, what's the right word for it when it's an argument? It's, it's not a valid argument, but it's beyond that. It's not an ethical argument.
1: No, it you just want a, yours. it's a false equivalency yes. of what they're saying that this is what we're fighting for.
0: And you know Spotify is is very quick to complain too, but they have a very bad record of how they've treated artists over the years as well. Yeah. And DHH is famous, like sometimes, like for good and bad, sometimes he's like super praise, he's like super happy and praises things. Sometimes he just trashes things, but it never feels like he stops and thinks and does an ounce of investigation first. It's just everyone is on blast all the time and it's so exhausting because quite often he's wrong and by then he's stirred half the internet and he, feel he faces no repercussions for this because he's out counting his Lamborghinis. So it doesn't really matter what happens to everybody else who got caught up in it or were repulsed by it. And I think that... One of the things that has really bothered me lately is that people have huge audiences, and I think it should be like Spider-Man: the greater your your influence, the greater your responsibility.
1: So, do you think that the repercussions should be greater depending on how many people you can affect as well?
0: I don't know. If it should be, I just think it should be a, like a personal thing. Like you should have the, um, it, for, like like you, you should like the Spider-Man thing. Like you should realize. Like it's totally off topic, but there was a really famous, really big YouTuber doing videos about Apple's new Macs. Um, And he's a legit genius. Like he is so smart about every aspect of computing, can tear them down, put them back together, tell you everything about how the chipset works to to every part of it. And he did a series of videos on the Mac mini where he pretended like he didn't know anything just so he could trash the device. He's like, oh, I'm downloading an app. Why does it download this way? It's downloaded that way for 10 years in Mac OS. You know exactly why it downloads this way. This is, they're basically like, and he was like saying how, and just the whole thing was like, I know you're smarter than this. You know that I know you're smarter than this. So it just comes off as insulting.
1: Yeah, it is just insulting.
0: And it's a profound disservice to the million people who are gonna watch that video and then come away with false, perceptions of something that could maybe benefit them, maybe not, but give them an honest assessment.
1: But it's kind of like saying that that they should be raised better or like they should, you know, have more thought about how their words affect people. And it's true when you have a huge audience, you can create a brigade of people that are going to believe what you say because they trust you. But in the end, unfortunately, right now, the way that our culture is, is that these loud, really angry voices create more clicks and people want something to get mobilized for. And unfortunately, it ends up being on, I'm not going to say stupidities, but sometimes it's on little tiny, small things that aren't going to make really any change or don't truly matter to the world versus things that are huge changes that really could matter to the world.
0: I find it almost personally offensive because ever since the iMore days, like the thing for me is you have an absolute duty to your audience. Like before clicks, before anything, your duty is to serve your audience. Everybody should be better off after they've, whether read your article or listened to your podcast or watched your video, they should come out better off than they were before. And if they don't, if you confuse them or lie to them or deceive them or, you know, What's the opposite of educate them? If you if you like try to make them dumber, you know, like <laughs> that is a violation of everything, like that, that's just what you should be doing.
1: And I'm not going to say I don't agree with you because I do. But as devil's advocate, what if his audience wants that? That's why it's his audience. They want to be rallied to the masses. They want to be angry. They want to be involved in the next controversy. They want to be um, elated and angry and you know sent into where they should aim their pitchforks because that is what they're hoping for they want they're feeding off of the drama then what do you say about him serving his audience
0: so i think that adds to the degradation of the modern dialogue of our modern society and civilization like i understand when the m1 max came out their performance was so much better that this is a horrible thing to say, but you almost had to perform a wellness check on like slash R slash hardware or like any of the PCMR forums because they just did not take it well. But there's two things you can do at that point. One is pander to them and reinforce their xenophobia and their doubts and their insecurities. And the other is elevate them. And you could say like, this is what it does really well. And there are some things that Apple's doing here that I really think that Qualcomm and Microsoft should Look at doing that would make all of our computers better, mm-hmm. or you can say, Oh, it's you know, it's just a bunch of Mac, uh, you know, stands. Uh, this is really garbage, nobody needs this. I'm better over here with my thing, and that's pandering. It's the same thing like if you have a bunch of if you have a village that's never met another village, you can say, Oh, they're a bunch of scary people, we've got to protect ourselves, we've got to go kill them before they kill, or you could say, Oh, we could learn from them, we could find out these things, we could become stronger together, and choosing that. Darkest timeline path. I don't think that ever benefits anybody in the long run.
1: It benefits some, though, right? The reason that he he and many others do these clickbait, controversial articles is because it gets them more clicks. They become the loudest voice. They're the word they of the flies, to, though. I mean,
0: like at is. the end, it just flies. It's you, Greg. <laughs> congratulations! Not a
1: good thing. You're the right. queen of refuse, the queen of garbage. But I'm still the queen. Yeah. And and so I think that that's what happens is that the loudest voice gets the most clicks. And yeah. people aren't clicking on, you know, happy and, you know. Congratulations, are, you too. made your
0: audience dumber. Woohoo!
1: Or angrier yes. or mol- volatile, but they're more supportive to you. They yes. become your tribe and you've um, weaponized them to be yeah. able to go after whatever it might be. And I don't think that it's going to change because right now the way that shows make money is by... Weaponizing their people to click, go for it, and attack your enemies and protect your base.
0: Welcome to 2020.
1: So I don't it's like those, think that it's gonna change anytime soon. It's
0: like I used to watch a bunch of these science videos where they talked about the great filter, about how right. you know why there aren't sentient uh, aliens out there, why we haven't made contact. If the universe is this old, why haven't they other civilizations YouTube <laughs> I was gonna say, like it it turns out we're our own great filter. Like any chance we have to excel, like some people do, some people, you can explain this to me uh, because this is an old discussion. When you're faced with something that challenges your your preconceptions, your beliefs, some people react just incredibly negatively. They become super hostile. They attack back. They want to protect themselves. Other people are inquisitive. They're curious. They want to learn. They want to challenge their conceptions. They want to see if they if there's something that they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. Others are like, you know, all of this stuff is great. You know, I don't necessarily, like, I'll keep my beliefs, but I want to know your beliefs too. It's like, everything's a buffet. Um, And I know we're going to get to that in the next topic, but just for the sake of this, it believes that there are, I believe that there are are multiple ways to become successful. And that's sort of the most pessimistic, um, egregious way possible.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree that it is, but I do also think that Sometimes, like, you know, when you talk about, like, the Zen way of, of lengthening your line. Yes. I can lengthen my own line. Like, yes. I can try to grow as a person. Or I can choose to cut down everyone else's line so that my line just looks bigger because I've yeah. chopped everyone else's. And I think that it, it takes a lot more ego strength to be able to lengthen your line and allow other people to exist and to listen to discourse and to listen to people's opinions that may be completely different. All the Team Renee's, I can listen to you all. And be like, fair, another Team Renee win. Um, oh, please.
0: Team Team Georgia has been slaughtering me lately. I
1: don't think so. I think so. I don't so. think so.
0: Yeah. Um, Hashtag Team Georgia.
1: <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Hashtag Team Georgia. <laughs>
1: um, but there's there's both ways to do it. But one does take much more ego strength because we are pre-programmed to want to be, to win and what is I when do you? know what I
0: know, it's so boring. I wanna know what everybody else knows.
1: Well, again, that takes more ego strength. And Bored now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so that does bring us to our second topic and it's something I wanted your help with and it ties into all the stuff we've been talking about with social networks lately. Um, it was someone that I've been following for years. They used to be in PR, um, not Apple or Google or anything like that, just like uh, accessories and apps and things like that. And um, I only see them when they pop up in my feed, but I saw something recently, a, a while ago. I saw something about, you know, it was like some conspiracy story that was hundred percent false that people were joking about on on Facebook, but they they posted as if it was real. And then more recently, they joked about. They didn't joke. They just said quite out like out loud. They were angry. Like I don't get my news from reporters. You can't trust them. Um, and then you know that more recently, like COVID's a hoax. And I'm like, you've got. I think most of the political leaders in Canada have had it. Most of the political leaders in the U.S. have had it. Like, internet, like no matter what side of what spectrum you're on, someone super famous that you know has, The Rock has had it. I mean, he's made out of rock. Um, so like, you can believe that it's not as, you can have a wide range of beliefs on COVID, but like thinking that it's a hoax to me is like beyond the line at this point. Right. Um, and it's bec- because they're living off social media and cable news. And I don't like, obviously this person is not close enough to me that I want to intervene directly, but there are so many people that I saw who do have family members. Like right now it's the holidays in the US and people are gonna to be together for Thanksgiving. And I've seen so many say that they have members of their family who have completely bought into these social media conspiracy theories right. and they don't know how to handle it.
1: No, it, it is, and it is really, really difficult to be able because what happens is that we want to protect our belief system, right? and. It, like the way to actually change someone is not to come directly at them and say that you're wrong and this is why you're wrong. So when, when you directly confront someone, they become defensive and protective and they no one no one wants to feel stupid or to be, you know, made fun of and not to feel like their points are valid. And so it becomes really difficult if you have someone that has what you believe to be an outlandish idea not to be especially when you're close to them like if you're Mm -hmm. further away usually it's easier for you to be able to kind of separate it but when they're very close to you it's really hard to be like like that's dumb why are you saying that like stop being dumb and that's not going to make them want to talk to you if they're not going to want to learn about it sending them a whole bunch of clips and articles they're probably not even going to open them because to be able to change their belief system to something that they hold on to as true for whatever reason that they want is painful it's Physically, like, have you ever been, like, very publicly wrong about something, yes. Rene?
0: Yes. All the, like, recently, too. Yes. Oh, really? Recently, yeah. too? Yeah.
1: Oh, can you tell me?
0: I don't remember, but I said something <laughs> in one of my videos. Oh, and, like, right after people we were like, a, a couple, sometimes they're small. Like, I, I mixed up uh, LDP, uh, LPDDR4 memory with LPDDR3 memory recently. Right. But, I mean, like, I've had stuff that was way wronger than that. And I just, I put a thing up at the top saying, errata, I meant to say this, and I said this, or I was wrong about how, this, and I meant this.
1: How bad did it hurt?
0: Oh, I hate it. There's nothing I hate more than being wrong on the internet. Right, like, I hate that feeling. I right, never, I always work. I research so hard so that I'm not wrong on the internet, and it happens anyway.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pain. I find I find exactly the same thing, and like even when I would like call the iPhone X, the iPhone 10, and I you? would, and and you know people would just like come in to attack. It and is I'm, the iPhone 10. I I was called the <laughs> iPhone X. You know, and I would be like, "Oh no, I did it!" And I, oh, oh, it's out there, yeah. and you can't. I blame Apple bring for that
0: because you have an A fourteen, you have an A twelve X, and then an iPhone ten. It's their fault at this point?
1: Fair, yeah. fair. We we can blame Apple. Animals, they can, they monsters. Can take it. There yeah. you go. Can take it. But it's really painful. So you yeah. go through that painful experience, and it's not even personal. Like you like iPhones, but they're not. You did not create them, so it's not even that personal to you. But these beliefs are personal to someone, and so someone attacking it, it's like attacking you. And so if you have someone that's in your family, the best way to be able to help them isn't to do the easiest way to help them. It would be to be curious and ask them, why do they think that? And truly listen and truly see it. They may have some valid reasons. They could be false, Mm -hmm. but you also wanna come from the place of maybe I could be wrong. Like teach me and tell me what it is. Let's have an open discourse. So there's a really famous story of a black man named Ron Stallworth who infiltrated the KKK to be able to kind of bring it down and find out about it. But the coolest part of the story is he ended up being best friends with the like the top grand wizard of that clan and actually converting him out of it and this is a lifelong he was a lifelong clan member i believe his entire family was all were also clan members and i'm gonna get all emotional because that's what i do (laughs) but not only did he change his views because he ended up seeing him as a person but they became lifelong friends both of them together and he changed the the um I think he was just a wizard, not a grand wizard. But anyways, he ended up helping other people get out of the clan as well. And so he didn't attack. He started from a place of safety and talked with someone and listened. And because of that, you truly can change people's opinions without them feeling defensive or hurt. And I think that the problem that happens right now in society is that we get so attached to our ideas. Yes, our ideas are personal. Yeah, they're yours. I can attack your idea and it's not you. And I think that we need to like the hermeneutics way of kind of pushing things away from you is, my idea is just a belief, it's not me. And you wanna take it and put it outside of you where it can be critiqued to become something better before I bring it back to myself. And so if you start a conversation from the point of curiosity and wanting to learn, and that I may not be right. You might be against, say, hunting, but you also then may also eat meat. And so I'll eat meat as long as it's prepackaged and already stuck into you And hunt doesn't it at the grocery look store. like exactly. Doesn't look like the animal yeah. can go to that. But you know, am I sitting on my, my pedestal to be able to say, well, you shouldn't hunt meat where you actually might may perhaps respect the meat more because you've actually gone through this Mm -hmm. and the animal that has died for it and use up more of the animal and be less wasteful uh, than I am and so I think that we need to kind of look that we all might be wrong and then like talk to someone like a person and I don't think that we do that anymore that feeling of discourse is kind of gone
0: yeah I think I think it is difficult though because like there are at least to me and I'm profoundly ignorant on this stuff there are what I would say is a range of beliefs that we've agreed upon as a society. And just as people who have worked our way through um, the modern era, through the dark age, through the Renaissance, through the into the age of science and information that we have we have come to a sort of a collective facts. You know, like like we look at the flat earth now and we say, that, you know, the, we don't know what you're doing over there. Um, and there's also this other thing that there's a group of like literal, I don't wanna say everybody involved in these things are like death cultists. I think that gets run around too much, but we have literal death cultists and we've had them in Quebec for a long time who believe that they worship the sun and they believe that the earth is gonna be destroyed and they'll be rescued by aliens. And there was a story how they all got together, they were ready to go and nothing happened. And instead of them questioning their beliefs, they just said, oh, our faith has extended us. It's given us more years. Mm -hmm. And they funneled the person even more money. Like they had given up their families, left their jobs, sold their possessions, donated it all to this person who was leading this this, uh, death cult. And their response to it not being true True. in the end was to double down on it, was to give him more.
1: Yes, because it would hurt so much to believe that I was wrong. It is much easier for me to believe that my prayers and offerings have granted me immunity to this and made me even more powerful. And so I can continue moving forward the with it. some cost fallacy. Right. Yeah. The The way to deal with it, though, would be more of like so- Socrates arguments. Now, again... Does the person that starts this actually believe it or are they just playing the system to be able to make money? Because you end up with some people that you're debating that are, you know, we scapegoat people, which means that we, you know, when we're going through hardship, it's much easier to say, well, it's this person's fault than to take personal responsibility. I think that for all of us, it's easier to blame the jelly donut for, you know, increasing my waistline than me for eating the jelly donut, right? It's the jelly donut's fault. Cause if, you know, didn't look so cute and tasty, I would not have so eaten it.
0: Can I play devil's advocate for a minute here though Please. too? Cause this is the part I don't understand. We have a bunch of people, like, I think in a lot of times some of the people who are extremists don't actually hold the beliefs that, the beliefs that they espouse. True. They do it for the ratings and the clicks too and yeah. or the power. And we don't seem to see it. Like, We have a bunch of really famous COVID deniers who the minute they tested positive, were in their masks getting the best treatment that money could, like treatment that was beyond cutting edge, you know? Mm -hmm. And the people who follow them, they just deny the COVID. They don't say, oh, the second it got tough for you, you were a full on acceptor. You did everything you could to beat this thing that you just told me was imaginary. And And use, use
1: the types of treatments that you said you were against. Yes. But then you use it yes. to make sure that you don't die. Yes. but we shouldn't use it because yes. it would be bad for
0: us. yes. yes. and uh, and they don't reconcile those two things. They prefer the message to the to the like we live in an era with unprecedented access. I'm not saying believe Fox over CNN or, you know, CBC over BBC. I'm saying we live in an era where we have direct access to primary sources. Yeah, the people themselves tweet stuff. Like we were talking about Tim Sweeney a second ago and DHH, we're not saying like, like there's no news reporting there. We saw their tweets. Like they they yep. literally said the stuff that we're yeah, talking about. I actually about.
1: looked because it was so shocking. Yes. I'm like, it can't be true. Yes. I'm gonna take a peek. It was
0: true. And almost all these people have some form of social media presence or media presence, whether it's a podcast or something. So you, you don't have to accept the word of any quote unquote reporter. You can look at the primary sources and we're not doing... Like the the most basic thing that we're taught, or we should be taught in school, like but the we're not taught critical in thinking, school,
1: right? We're not taught critical thinking. We're not taught about how con- how um, controlling certain advertising is, how it can you know slowly um, you know insinuate things to make us believe things, right? These are the five foods which could kill you. Yeah. That means that they maybe won't kill you either yes. cuz they only could not do all food do. will kill
0: you all food kills you you pick the ones that are kill you the slowest <laughs> right. that's what it is
1: right right but these are these <laughs> are the foods that will kill you faster right these yeah. are the five ways you can die from your iPhone that you know that comes out so we're not taught that if yeah. we're taught that and they they've taught they've already There's all kinds of um, studies that are on if you teach children how to be media savvy and how advertising works in order to influence beliefs, there's much less of a chance that they will be easily coerced into situations. They will become thinkers instead of just doers. And it isn't taught. It isn't even. It should be like instead. And I'm not against geography. All geography (laughs) teachers don't send me hate. But, you know, geography, we could cut a little like we could cut out into certain things so that we end up learning about how do people manipulate us through yeah. words and pictures and feelings? And you'll buy less stuff, you'll save more money.
0: Well, the thing is like, I, you know, I have a great affinity for Apple and its products. And when I see like the $20 uh, plug not in the box, you know, this does not reconcile with my image of how Apple should provide an amazing experience out of the box for every customer. And so I'm not like, oh, I guess my perception was wrong. This is fine. It's like, no, where's my plug? And I've been saying it super salty in every video since then. And that's like the most, like in the grand scheme of things, that's the most meaningless, like, you know. Thing like,
1: that Apple's doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: like like for first the tech world. environment. Problem. Well, for, no, but whatever. Like like that's like, we have so many problems to fix. That's very high on the line. But even for that, it's like, this does not reconcile with my understanding of reality. I'm not gonna change my understanding of reality. I'm gonna call this out. And it, to me, it's to be the same thing. It's like, I've been, sp- I've been told all these things by these people. I am directly witnessing them doing the opposite of what they said. I am going, I'm not gonna alter reality based on what they said. I'm gonna follow what they did and yeah. call it out.
1: Yes, and then hopefully that will make meaningful change.
0: Yes, but that's the part that confuses me is that when you're, when you're confronted with reality, we now have a generation of people in the information age with unprecedented access to knowledge and information doing the opposite of that. Yes. Using it to grow ignorance at an astounding rate.
1: And you wonder why, right? Like if you can't say, you know, like you wanna protect the sanctity of life, but you won't wear a small cloth over your mouth to protect the sanctity of life, what do you really believe?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Oh, I said this before, and like I, I mean it too. Like we have these. We had a bunch of protests in Montreal with people out saying that they had the right not to wear masks, including the suicide cultists. Like they were part of that march. It was remarkable. Like you, like this couldn't. This could be a Borat episode. It was amazing. But they were like, you don't have the right to make me cover my body with cloth, and they're dressed.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you're not allowed to be naked. If
0: you're naked, yeah, no. If you're, you're naked, at least I'll respect here. you. No, I, it's cold. But I mean, like, if you were buck ass naked. I would at least respect the consistency of your views. Right, Because like right. you have no right to make me wear clothing. You know, here I am the way that I was born. But it's like, yeah, covering my junk, that's fine. Covering my face, that's illegal.
1: Right, right.
0: It's like an inconsistent, I guess that's it. My pet peeve is inconsistency of views.
1: It's the hypocrisy of it. Yes. You don't yes. like hypocrisy.
0: Yes. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it and I don't see it. Like hundred percent, I'm sure. But I feel like when I'm called on it, I stop and I think about it.
1: True. True. And where it's something that's not, it's not just an opinion that isn't going to affect other people. I think that just like, um, you know, you might have the right to be able to share your beliefs, you don't have the right to share your diseases with other people. And I think that that should be a crime. I think that when you're like, keep your disease to yourself. Yes. I think you shouldn't be, you know, licking all of the oranges at the grocery department. That's wrong.
0: But so, so to get it back just slightly to like the problems that I need solved, Georgia.
1: Right, because I'm veering it off if course you, again.
0: If you are like going to Thanksgiving, whether it's virtual or if you're risking doing a real one, um, and you have relatives who like who don't think that, that think that COVID's a hoax and that reporting is fake, um, and they won't wear a mask, you know, and you have kids with you, like how do you handle that situation?
1: Well, I'll I'll speak for myself. Yeah. Is that you? I won't go. Like I cannot, I might not be able, like I'm not going to be able to enforce other people and how that they live their lives. if they've come to making hard
0: if they've come to you.
1: They won't, if they're not going to, there's no mask, there's no coming into my door. Okay. I'm not going to risk death to my family so that you can prove your point. Your point is great. Just like if I went into someone else's house or someone else's place of worship, I'm going to follow their rules to be respectful to them. And if I don't want to do that, I am not gonna show up. I think that you need to actually exercise your own responsibility, which is by drawing a line, there should be boundaries and consequences to that. You wish not to wear a mask, um, that's fine. But then when you show up, we're gonna be not there and, and you that's you won't go okay. uh, and way. i won't yeah. go if if it's the inverse to that or i'll go yeah. to whatever person's house we're here we're allowed to see you know a certain number of people and i will leave so bad. it's <laughs> i won't even yeah. get into that but and i will leave you know if people that are going to be coming like i'll you know do something yeah. so that i keep so myself is this safe different
0: than where you said like you have to talk to them and understand their beliefs there's certain things that are actually physically dangerous that you can't do that sort of bridge making yeah with.
1: and don't Don't feel bad about protecting yourself where it comes to personal safety. If you're immunocompromised and someone else does not believe or trust in that, that is fine, but do not risk your health and safety because this is something that you can't, you know, like when you say that you say something, you can't squeeze it back into the toothpaste. Yeah. You could get sick and this could be, you know, very serious for you or you could get someone else very, very sick and that's important. So you want to be very careful about your boundaries and consequences when it comes to your health, because no matter how much money you have, no matter how good of a health care system you have, it could still be something that leaves you with a long term or terminal consequences.
0: Yeah, so if it's something that physically if it's not something that physically affects you, then it's worth engaging. And if it's something that physically affects you, you've just gotta Yeah. And your line. you
1: could also choose not to engage with someone and talk about it too. If that's gonna cause you more emotional distress than yeah. not asking them not to discuss it, leave, go to talk about something else, change the subject. If you've argued with someone that believes something exceptionally strongly and it's tiresome to you, maybe don't even engage in that debate. You do not have to win every single battle.
0: Yeah. Well there was that thread from that nurse who just had enough and she was posting how they have oh, patients that was so very who sad. don't think COVID is real. Yeah. And they're screaming like why are you wearing that protective equipment? This isn't real. This is a hoax. Like they're 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 praying for anything, even cancer, just to prove in their own mind that it's not real until they go on the ventilator.
1: No, and then they're quiet. Yeah. But she said that they to their dying breath, they still yeah. believed that and they're dying from
0: it and yeah. it's so
1: very it's so very sad, right? That's what
0: scares me is that I feel like, like we've attained so much and we're yeah. on the edge of another dark age at the same time. It's like yes. those two things have grown in parallel, our knowledge, our capabilities, our abilities. We've split the atom, but we got nuclear bombs. We're, we've like looked at the nature of the universe, but we've got like antimatter containment. And we've, we've amassed like almost a Star Trek computer where we have close to instant access of all the world's knowledge. But at the same time, we have this anti-knowledge this anti-science that's grown at the same time.
1: And you would think that we would be closer and closer to that, uh, you know, Star Trek universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there'll they'll still be some that will not be there.
0: Yeah. Well, or that we will be dragged kicking and screaming back into another dark age.
1: Yeah. Which I don't think is going to happen, but there'll probably be some dark agers that are out there. And that's, yeah. you know, just the nature of who we are.
0: All right. Not that well, happy note. Not happy note. Sorry, this was a bummer. I mean, we didn't mean it to be, but it, it is something that I think a lot of us are going to deal with this week, especially people in the U.S. and people and all of us as we go into the holidays, right? You know, and whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or um, Kwanzaa or I'm totally blanking. Festivus. No, not Festivus. I'm totally blanking on uh, on the Islamic holiday. Uh, is it Ramadan? Ramadan? Yeah. Uh, you wh- whatever whatever you celebrate, whatever your family gets together, if you are totally secular and you just are used to taking like time off over the winter and hanging out with your family, it's something I think all of us are gonna have to deal with, especially this year when things have been, like 2020 is the, the freaking murder hornets of years. And we're already like so on edge and so had enough and so divided and so like bored but aggravated that, um, learning how to deal with stuff I think is super important. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, so on that super happy note, uh, if you're on Nebula, if you're listening to us on Nebula, stay tuned because we have our one more topic. If you are not, uh, if you're leaving us now, Georgia, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, it's at Georgia underscore Dow, um, anxiety dash videos if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, and on email, georgia at com.
0: Awesome, and you can find me I am so consistent and or boring. You can find me slash Rene Ritchie on everything. So youtube.com slash Rene Ritchie, twitter.com slash Rene Ritchie, all those places. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please just scroll all the way to the bottom. Plus press, leave a review, leave a rating. Even if you hated every second of the second topic on today's show, uh, just tell us what you think, what you feel, and uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for watching, listening, all those things.